Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. On today's podcast, we talk to Steve Hole. Steve Hole and his family have been putting on the Sacramento Bugarama for over 30 years. The Bugarama has been a staple event, not to mention all of the other Bugarama events all over the West Coast have been staple events over the past 20 plus years. This is the first Memorial Day weekend that there will not be a Bugarama. So, since there won't be a bug ram this weekend, I figured what better thing to do than get Steve Hole on the podcast and we talk about bug rama, bug formats, and a lot of other stuff that has to do with Steve Hole and his involvement in the VW scene. He's been a business owner, grew up in the business, taking it over from his dad. His brother Larry's down in Huntington Beach with Pureside Parts. The whole family, pun intended, has VW running through their veins. Great bunch of guys, really influential in the scene. And on this podcast, we get to know a little bit more about Steve, his story, and the trials and tribulations of trying to be a show promoter and keep everybody happy, as well as a small business owner. And of course, none of this would have been possible without their dad, Bob Hole, who's been involved with the Volkswagen scene since the early 70s, get involved with bug formats after retiring from the military. But you get to hear all that story and behind the scenes stuff. And if you ever thought about starting a car show, you might want to listen to this podcast. There's a lot more work that goes into putting on a car show than you thought. So buckle up, sit back, let's listen to a entrepreneur, business owner, show promoter, and all-around VW guy from a VW family, Steve Hall, on this episode of Let's Talk Dubs. But first, we got to give our shout-out of the week. Shout-out of the week goes to Tyler D. Browning. He says, the best around. This has gotten me through many days at work and given me many ideas to work towards starting my own business. Awesome show. Tyler, we appreciate your five-star review, and if you guys want to shout out on the podcast, go to Apple iTunes podcast and give us a five-star review on the podcast also superfly silver fox back at it again says the vw word on the street love the show keep it up that's from bob the superfly silver fox he just keeps re-rating us man and that's awesome so he'll get an occasional throwback so don't forget you guys want to support the podcast go to letstalkdubs.com go to the store click on some merch we just got a new shipment of t-shirts in so we are ready to go and we're going to be releasing some new shirts coming up. So know how to support the podcast. So go ahead and support the podcast if you dig it. Also share it with a friend. Without any further ado, let's get into it with Steve Hole. Bug formats and bug around with promotions. This weekend be Memorial Day weekend. Normally, on the West Coast, we have to look forward to uh, Bugarama, and unfortunately, because everything that's going on currently in the you know this COVID nineteen thing, we don't have that happen this weekend. So I thought the most fitting thing to do for Memorial Day weekend was to have Steve Hull with Bugarama Promotions and Bug Formats on the podcast. And so, Steve, welcome to the podcast. Bill, thanks for having me today. So. I, interestingly enough, it's been years and years and years that you've been doing this religiously on these weekends, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, but how does it feel ha- probably having your first Memorial Day weekend where you're not stressing out about rentals and lights and, and drag races and all this stuff? <laughs> what is that like right now? Well, it, it, it's good. Unfortunately, the weather's going to be beautiful here, so I'm a little mad, of course. I'm a little mad that 
I don't get to see uh, some of my family live down in Southern California and a lot of our very good VW friends that come out and I get to see them twice a year most of the time. So I am sad for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad that this is the first one in 35 years plus 35 years uh, weekend, uh, a two-day weekend that uh, I will not be at a VW event. So, yes, I w- it, it'll take till probably next week to get over all this. Yeah, and so you know, with with some of our people that are in the Midwest and East Coast that maybe don't come out here very much, so um, the Bugarama events are the ones that everybody I would think would know about Bugarama events because you've been for years putting on the shows in Sacramento, and then also California for the past what? How long for in Southern California for the past fifteen years? Yeah, let's see. Uh, we uh, so nineteen. We moved to uh, Northern California. Excuse me, Sacramento area. Nineteen seventy nine. Um, you know, throughout the years, we started doing different events, uh, coordinating. Uh, you know, here from Las Vegas until the all the other events we do uh, or do, have done. You know, so since uh, you know the mid nineties at least. So yeah, and. And we're going to talk about the classic because the classic's a big, it's, it's a big soft spot to me and all this stuff. And we're going to get into that. Mine too. But, but first what I want to get into is let's talk about in, in your history with Volkswagens, you're kind of born into it with your dad and, and, and from your perspective, how does your VW story begin? Well, my VW story begins obviously with my dad. Like you said, my dad being, um, uh, did 20 years in the Navy, and he was stationed in um, uh, Adak, Alaska, which is in one of the Aleutian Islands off of uh, this, off of Alaska, and um, just one of those islands that uh, had a little Navy base, and that's about it. And I think in their spare time, him and his Navy buddies would uh, find these old wrecked cars that were left there that people had shipped in, and you know, um, when they left the island to go over to wherever they were to another station, another Navy base, they left these cars there. So I think they um, would uh, would crash them, run them up these hills and kind of have fun with them, cut them up. Well, he happened to him and his buddies uh, decided to uh, they found this old Volkswagen bug and took the body off and just had a pan. And I think welded this crude roll bar on it, and kind of called it a sand rail. And uh, uh, when he uh, uh you know, moved us to California in uh, the early 70s. Uh, he uh, decided to build a Baja and or do buggy. He had both and uh, got to know the bug formats, the original bug formats that was in, in Sunnyvale. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's 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 how I kind of got into it, you know. And he worked on cars in his garage and, you know, kind of goes from there. So. And then your dad, so your dad can't, so there were, so bug formats was owned by someone else and your dad bought the company or well the original bug formats was in sunnyvale mm-hmm. okay it used to be bug you know hyphen formats kind of like bugarama but we can get into that so he would go in there he was just a you know a guy a local guy a local customer that got to know the owner a couple of the mechanics and as time went by he was getting close to retirement he decided that he wanted to open a bug formats up in sacramento um, out of the area, out of get out of the Bay Area. There was at that time a bug form. It's just be was going to open in San Jose, so it was kind of a franchise deal. So you know, we went to this guy and my dad did and his partner at the time and said, "Hey, you know, we want to open one of these stores. We want to try one up in Sacramento." Mm-hmm. And uh, we became a, a franchise at that time. Okay. So, 
So it's yeah. so so Bug Farm has started as a franchise. Correct. And then Correct. How long is it a franchise until you guys kind of roll out of the franchise? I mean, well, there was a couple of years going by where we, it worked out really good. You know, you had a franchise dealer. We had to buy our bug pack from the Sunnyvale store. All of our, a lot of our own, uh, um, we were not a WD for a lot of people. Empty, mm-hmm. Mr. Bug back in the day, uh, bug pack, a uh, few big names like that. So we had to buy them from uh, the Sunnyvale store who, you know, passed it along to us and, you know, tacked on a little bit of uh, uh, percentage so they can make a little bit of money. That worked out great for Three or four years, got my dad, you know, go going in business. It got us to move out of the Bay Area up to Sacramento and uh, and start our own store. Um, so it was, uh, uh, you know, since that the the original bug performance has closed and we're the only one left. So, uh, but it was, I think it was a great start. You know, great start for some guy. My dad was, uh, well, how old was he? So, you know, almost forty years old when he got out of the Navy. So he's still a young man. So needed something to do. So started the business, and then you guys are teenagers at this time. When, yes. When you guys get into this, and this is early eighties. Yes. Uh, yes. I we moved up here. What I said, seventy eight. I was sixteen years old. Um, mad at my parents for moving us up here, but now I love it, of course. But uh, yes, we were so we were teenagers. Uh, I'm the oldest uh, of my two uh, two other brothers. Um, so. Uh, I started working here first, uh, didn't really care too much about Volkswagens, didn't really know much other than seeing my dad and his Bajas and stuff, didn't really particularly, uh, I was a sports person, I played sports and, you know, was that, and I wasn't really a big automotive person, Yeah. Um, you know, wanted a 1969 Camaro that I saw on Hot Rod Magazine, <laughs> Yeah. and until I saw a lowered cow look bug <laughs> on Hot VWs, and true story, and I just thought, wow you know the old i you know top line bug when top line parts were the king of cowlick stuff you know wrote rossi headlights cowlick rubber one piece windows and i said wow i really like this and you know started uh um started looking for bug by that time i was getting close to driving age and started working at bug formats uh and uh, needed a car to drive and obviously a bug was a perfect fit for me so no, that's uh, so you so you're a teenager now, and what I'm trying to get is, in the height of the '80s, your family owns a VW shop where you guys sell parts, accessories, and all that kind of stuff. And I would think that maybe you might be one of the cool kids at school because now it's like you're it's your fa- it's the family business, and uh, I would think that'd be pretty cool, especially in that time where you know you've got it's the height of the eighties cow look scene. And you guys are like, you guys are like, Oh, those kids, their dad owns the, their family owns the VW shop. So that's where you go to get the cool stuff. And you kind of by proxy of family business, you get to be one of the cool kids, I think. Right. But part of the problem was it wasn't cool in Sacramento in 1980. If you know what I mean, it was Southern California was everything. I mean, it was, I think that's where the, all the automotive stuff starts in Southern California moves up, you know, and so Cal Look wasn't up here. Uh, I went to school with people that drove Chevelles, Camaros, and Vegas. You know what I mean? Sure. And here I am, um, it, you know, starting to drive this lowered Volkswagen with this little 1835 and dual Cadrons that was a little quick at the time, of course. And uh, they're just thinking I'm weird. I'm not kidding you. They're like, oh, little bug. They're not fast. What do you got a Porsche engine? You know, right. the same old story. So 
no, I wasn't cool. I was probably the uh, uh, the oddball, let's say, of not having a, uh, a V8 type of car, a muscle car, you know? Yeah, so. you know, I never thought of that, but there is a little bit of lag time between what happens in Southern California and by the time it makes it up to, to the Northern Central California area. Yes, yes, exactly. We, uh, as we, you know, as a couple of years into the business, we started going down to the last two or three, maybe more than that, five or three or four bug around, uh, excuse me, bug ins in Orange mm-hmm. County Raceway. And I'll go into that. Uh, and uh, seeing the scene just down there, as, as, as you know, is just as humongous. You know, sure. here they, you know, they, the Bugarama started and they had to have diesel drags at the same time. You know, their first couple Bugaramas before we were involved in it were, you know, they had it on a Saturday night with other things going on. <laughs> you know, was it really a Bugarama? Right. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, that's what got us enthused. And we, kind of brought that cow look up to here. We've got some pictures of our old 70 cars and in the early eighties with the stripes, the old 70 stripes on it, you know, and the old, uh, you know, painted eight spokes and stuff like that. So uh, we, you know, uh, I, I'm, we're not the king of bringing it to Northern California, but I think we, we helped bring it in and be in a shop and building cars and selling parts. So, you know, we helped the scene here for sure. Bring, bring it up to Northern California. No, absolutely. And, and then when do you guys, what year do you guys start the shows and how old do you, when you guys start doing the shows? Well, when we moved up here, uh, the summer of 78, I think the first or second Bugarama was happening. We went out there and it was ran by a local guy, um, who, uh, had a, a shop here in town called Al's race shop. Uh, he was a little famous at his own thing. He had built some big motors, was a real big Gene Berg guy at the time. Mm-hmm. He ran a couple Bugaramas, and then uh, a gentleman by the name of John Stafford took it over. And um, we got involved, I think, by number Bugarama three or four. We were a sponsor. And then we started kind of helping. Um, and the gentleman, John Stafford, who was running the Bugarama at the time, started working for us. So he was a time at the time our service manager, uh, and uh, he was obviously again doing the bugaramas. He needed bugformance's help and people, and you know we would go down to the bug in and promote the bugarama and try to get these Southern California people to come up and race. Yeah. So uh, so that's a quick early history of the of the bugarama. So and when did you guys when did you guys so when he starts working for you guys. When does he just say, hey, look, it's too much for me to put on? You guys put, does he say, you guys are putting more effort into this than I will? It's only right that you take it over or you buy it off him or how does. How well, does... it worked out pretty easy, actually. Uh, the May Bugarama, May of 1990, um, it rained. Moral Day weekend, it rained. It rained. It didn't rain the event out. We actually have an event. Actually, I was out there judging cars. I did that at the time. Um, you know, had a little bit of swap meet, obviously no drag racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that took him over the edge. The gentleman that ran, it was a, you know, a little older than my dad at the time. And he was nervous, one of those nervous guys. And, um, and, uh, you know, since we were so heavily involved in it, my dad doing the drag racing, I was doing the car show, um, you know, various other things. My brothers, my two other brothers were doing various things for the Bugarama, either working for bug formats or helping with the car show or working the front gate or whatever. So we took it over the September Bugarama of 1990, number 26, if I have my dates right. So, so that's when we, when my family took it over officially. So he was just like, he, he was just like, Hey, I'm done with this. You know what? You guys can take it over. It's too much stress for me between 
put, you know, these things raining and all this kind of stuff and laying all this money out because, you know, I, I've tried, I think, and here's the funny part. I, I put on a, a, a swap meet down here, the Las Vegas auto swap meet that I, uh-huh. some, I somehow by accident got involved in this thing. <laughs> it was a misunderstanding to me and my buddy. And by the time I, I was like realizing what we we're doing, I'm like, all right, I guess we're just going to roll with this. But <clears throat> everyone looks at a car show or swap meet and says, that's so easy. All you got to do is pass out flyers. Yeah. yeah. Duh. What does Anybody it cost? Anybody can do it. Well, you, and just collect money at the gate. <laughs> yeah. That perception of all, oh, all these yeah. guys are just, they're just, it's 20 bucks ahead and it's so easy. The first event we put on, we rented an empty parking lot from Sam Boyd stadium. It cost us $3,500 for the parking lot for one day. Okay. Then I got to buy insurance. Then I got to get Porta Porta Johns. Yep. Then I, by the time yep. we were done and then, Six hundred dollars in flyers, no big deal. How are you gonna get these flyers out? And then radio ads, and then billboards, yeah. and then all this stuff. By the time we were done for the first event, my partner and I, we had eighteen thousand dollars invested into putting on the event. Oh wow! Yes. With no, not one sponsor. Not we still don't have any sponsors to this day. We put it all on out of pocket, but we were putting it on for the purpose of putting it on. And 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 I'm sitting here thinking like. Man, I hope these – and this is just the general car crowd. And I'm thinking, I hope these people show up and support, man, because yep. this is a of lot of money do. out of pocket. And, and I'm not doing it to get rich. I'm doing it to have an event here. You know what I mean? So that right. this right. becomes Bring a place. to Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. And it yep. was like we put the event on. The first one breaks even. We were lucky, and I and I'm walking through the the swap meet, you know, because as you do, as you put these events on, everybody thinks when you're putting these events on that you're just like, oh hey, what's going on? Let's chew some fat for a minute. And I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go see what's going oh. on over here. I gotta talk to this guy over there. And yep. it's like it's this ball. <laughs> the vision yes. is like it's gonna be so easy. I'll just sit back and collect all this money. And when you're in it, it's like okay, I gotta make sure everything is happening. And then it's one disaster after the next. And you know. As I'm walking through, I, I see all these guys, these hot rod guys that I recognize just from going to car shows or whatever. And I'm like, did you guys get a booth? And they're like, no, nah, we wanted to see how the first event went off. And I, and I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, you guys are the biggest jerks, man. I've been killing myself for six months trying to put this event on. All I hear is everybody complaining how we need a good event here. I'm putting all this work into it. And you guys don't even show up. Like you show up not to sell any swap me. And everybody's like, oh, it's pretty good. And it's like, yeah. and we, and, you know, and so I, I can... I can attest to the fact of after doing it on my own, it's much, if, if I could, uh, the truth be told, if I could stop doing it, I'd stop doing it because it's yeah. so, it's so much work. It's not fun. Yeah. But because I, I can, I know, I, yeah, I know the feeling but, I, and you have, full, yeah, and you have a full time job, but, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, yep. and the pressure that starts creeping up a month before, three weeks before, two weeks before the pressure of like, what am I doing sitting here? I need to be out putting out flyers, promoting this, doing this, checking this. And, and the crazy part is like, the reason why I do it still is because when I'm there and guys drive up from Arizona, Southern California, wherever to come to Las Vegas auto swap meet, I'm like, they're like, this is a great event, man. We really appreciate it. And we, and, and it would be easy for us if we were after the money just to let anybody into the swap meet. But, it's got to be automotive only, and right. you know you have to put it. Well, in, we can talk about it later. But the, the bug around the swap meet has changed over the years. Yeah, I know that. I've seen out there. It's yes, there's some automotive stuff. It's still a lot of Volkswagen stuff. But let's face it, it kind of turned into a little bit of antique. Not that we care. As long as you have a little bit of automotive stuff mixed up, it's all good. Well, it's a swap meet. It's a place to hang out. You know, that's and the, it. people love it. 
the interesting, the, the, the interesting aspect with that is that the swap meets have changed as a whole because of the internet. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and the, we won't even talk about prices. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Right? And, and then yeah. what happens because the swap meet changes, everybody's like, Oh, there's always crap at the swap meet, but then there's still some gems out there. But the reality is, you know, people are now spending money. Like, why would they get up at four in the morning, drive out to a swap meet for the to to try to to put a part out for sale? Just have everybody tell you it's the wrong part. It's not the right this. It's not this. Not that. When they could just put it on the internet. So, I mean, Pomona's changed over the years. All the dynamics of the swap meets have been affected by the advent of the internet, eBay, all this stuff where yes, it's much less work to sell things and get what you want for them or directly market it to the individual. But part of the car show thing is the experience. For me, especially like Bugaram, all that stuff, it was like I would I would drive up to Clovis and I would stay with my in-laws that lived in Clovis, my wife's family. Mm-hmm. Then I would drive from Clovis to Sacramento on my bus. I would love it because being from the desert – in May, June, you're not driving around your Volkswagen thinking like, boy, what a nice breeze. You're thinking like, geez, Louise, I need a bucket of ice, you know? <laughs> and so I get yep. in my Volkswagen and all Las Vegas guys are like, man, my car runs so good in California. So I'd take a nice little drive up there. I'd hang out. I'd go to see people before the event. It was it, It's the whole experience. Then you get there. It's the show. It's the swap meet. It's the drag race. There's so much going on. Yes. It becomes this, this experience. Yeah. There's a lot to do. And, you, you know, it, 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 a lot of people, I get some people come to the gate because that's what I do now, and they just want to go to the swap meet. Well, I'm sorry. it's You, you know what I mean. I, I They don't care about the cars or the drags. But you got to understand, it's a whole experience you get, you know, well, for your entrance fee. And that's, you know. It's, and it's, you can't have one with, you no. can't have just a swap meet without without the car show, without the right. drag races, because it, it leaves something to be desired. And so what happens is, you know, like I get people and, and the best part about being a promoter of a show is everyone give <laughs> you ever wanted free advice, just <laughs> just be the promoter of an event and yes. everyone's got free advice for you. So you're always not doing something wrong. You always can't please <laughs> what's the old saying? You can't please most you can please some of the people some of the time you're doing good, right? I mean right. that's you know never, I, you can't I, please all the people all the time. You so. cannot. You, 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 you cannot only can do the best you could do. I've learned that over being working the retail business um, at our store, you know, I have for, you know, almost 40 years now. So it's, it's, uh, but you do the best you can, you know? And so, so. you've been running both events. This is the first time in history that this event's not going to take place. The, yes. Right or I shine. think of the first one that we've had to actually cancel. Now I wrote on our announcement when we, you know, that they didn't do the, uh, stay at home lift here, you know, all through May that, um, you know, we missed one. We missed number 13. Um, the John Stafford, the original Bugarama guy was very superstitious. So he didn't have a number 13. We just moved it to 14. You know what I mean? Just but change yes, the number. Yeah. Just change the number. That's, that's right. Um, and that's what we're telling people for now. We're not really canceling this may memorial day weekend we're postponing it till september a little plan words yes we're not we are technically canceling it but we're just since we're having one in september we're just gonna move everything to september and hope for this um thing uh stay at home gets lifted and people can gather again uh, which i don't think it'd be a problem by september um but uh we'll we'll try it again so uh, and, and so also with this so you guys had the history of putting on the Bugarama in in uh, 
in Sacramento, which is great, which is every Memorial Day and Labor Day, correct? Both both correct. those weekends are the weekends right. for Buggeram. And all my NorCal friends out there, that's how I met them all. You know what I mean? Just going to those right. shows. Then they'd come to the Vegas show. And then yes. what year is the first year? Because we did myself and Jim and Carrie Barbeau and a bunch of people from Las Vegas Volkswagen Club, much a bunch of the old school guys. We we helped put on one of the first Vegas bug ins back in nineteen ninety three. Wow. And it was called you know, the Las Vegas Bug In. And I remember talking to I was interviewing someone on the podcast, I'm trying to remember who it was, and they drove their bus all the way out here. It was two guys <laughs> drove buses out here in in October to come to the first uh the ninety three ninety three bug in. And that was the first one that we did. And, you know, us coming from the standpoint, you know, we want to do a show in Vegas. We, the, the biggest club here, or the most organized club, I should say, put this event on. And then it was so much work when we were done. It was just kind of like, man, was it even right. worth it? And what what year do you guys start doing? Because you guys, I don't remember, were, did you, were you guys... Did you guys know about what we were doing with the Las Vegas? Because Las Vegas was well, club. Well, I, I guess I, I probably heard about it, probably read it in Hot Media. I have a little story on that. We, yeah. I'll jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. We did a race in uh, Whitman, Arizona. That's Speed World Raceway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I had my dates are correctly, I was trying to think it was 1997 or 98. Yeah. Um, we did one there. Uh, Rick Mortensen at the time was still doing the Buggerama at you know Chandler, Phoenix. And um, we decided to do that. And uh, we always had a lot of push by racers, by Bill Taylor, who did the PRA, to add more events, right? You know, to yeah. get more, to have more races for people to race. At that time, Volkswagen racing was very big and people wanted to, to race. And at that time, I think Rick Mortensen wasn't, he was doing his own racing. He didn't have a PRA classes. You follow me? He mm-hmm. thought he didn't need to pay the PRA to, you know, to uh, their small fee of getting the racers out there. So we decided to do one, this nice little track called Whitman, Arizona. Oh, it was a great place. Had a great time. Um, put on our little buggerama there. Um, and at the end of the day, we decided to, um, talk to the guy who ran the track and he says, we will say, hey, we want to book one for next year. And next year, uh, the following year, somebody, they were busy that year for some reason. I don't remember why, but we decided to look at Las Vegas. At that time, they were almost finished with the new state-of-the-art track you guys have down there. Which was back then, redone back then. Yeah, so this is 1999, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, And um, so, funny story, Derek Campbell. Bring up Derek Campbell, name from the past, right? Las Vegas Volkswagen Club. He um, contacts us. Um, and so my dad and Bill Taylor decided to go down and talk to the raceway people and, you know, get him, get to know them and see what they're open. Of course they were open. We'll get this nice new track open for you guys. You guys can come here and run an event. So he said, eh, we don't need speed rule. Let's go to Las Vegas. It's a great place. Uh, get, hope we get a lot of people, the Southern California people to come over. So um, in the meantime, Derek Campbell calls me and I think I talked to him and, I decided to fly and go talk to him, and he took me around to a few of the shops, Nevada Off-Road. I think I met some of your club members. I might have met you the first time, maybe not the first time, Mm -hmm. um, to your – the Las Vegas Volkswagen Club was very much behind us coming to do one of our events in Las Vegas, and um, that – 
time I heard about Carrie, who used to run the um, DRP, yeah. I, I want to think the bug in that was there. I think it was called, yeah, it was the, called bug the bug in, in, right? Yeah. And then I know Corey, Corey McConathan, of course. Mm-hmm. I believe him and his dad read one there for the last couple of years, I believe, or something. And so that's how we got to Vegas. And Derek Campbell talked us in. We flew there, met the track staff. Uh, I just fell in love with the raceway, of course. Um, uh, all the people were, uh, all of you the, the, from your club to Nevada off road to her say, Oh, come on, do an event here. So like I said, I think our first one was, uh, 1999, maybe even 2000 possibly. Mm-hmm. So, and so you start doing that. Now, just before that, you guys purchase the VW classic. Correct. Now, what's the backstory on the classic? And was it something you guys approached or did they approach you saying, Hey, you guys put on an event. Would you be interested in buying this event? Or like, how did that all come about? Well, what, what I was, what I was told is, and I didn't know Rich Kimball at a at time. I didn't know the Kimballs at all for anything. Here we are in Northern California. They're in Southern California. It's, you've been here you've been there it's like two different worlds i mean it yeah, really is it's absolutely the state is the state is big state and it's of course it's 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 like two different worlds per se sure. so i didn't know the kimballs and much about southern california I've always been a northern california person but anyway rich kimball got in contact with my dad maybe through one of the bugaramas when he'd come up uh, i think he used to come up quite a bit and go to this swap meet um you know and buy some stuff for ovals only or whatever and i think he had to talk into my mom and dad about you know, us becoming partners in the, in the, in the classic. Sure. Um, this was like I said, 1990. So it was a couple of years after the bug in and here, I didn't know much about the classic and I, at the, at the time, I remember it being a vintage show and me not being a vintage person, we not being vintage people, you know, we like souped up Volkswagen. So, right. but I think that changed in that plenty of time, but that's what we thought. So we visited, um, so they, they got together and said, oh, come down and visit one. So we kind of uh, went down to the, I think, 1990, the first one, and kind of observed, saw what they were doing. They had all these people. Uh, uh, Rich Kimball's wife uh, worked for Disney. And they had a lot of people that worked for Disney, I think, that worked, uh, that could work the ticket booth or the, I'm sorry, the, you know, the lines to people to get in, gate people. Anyway, we observed and saw some things and said, yeah, this is, I mean, 1999, you probably went to that one. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, they were. Just like you said, we had the same problem. We rented a parking lot. We had to, I'm getting off for a little bit a little farther, but yeah, yeah. we, so we, so anyway, we observed this event. So yeah, it takes a lot to, to get this event, but we were very interested and sat down. My dad sat down with uh, Rich Kimball and come up and they became partners. And, and so, uh, the, here we go. And we're stretching out. We're getting out of Northern California and becoming, uh, you know, a promoters in Southern California. So it was, uh, um, uh, it was fun to do. I enjoyed going down there and doing the event. And you know, now, great people down there. Now the promoting aspect, instead of like consuming two pretty big weekends that people look forward to relaxing on, um, moving forward from there, these two weekends now that you're doing in Northern California in, in Sacramento, then you now have an event in June. Yeah, two and, weeks after. And Yeah, and now you have an event in October you know, yeah. with the bug in and right. then you guys end up acquiring the Phoenix Bugarama or starting right. the Phoenix Bugarama. Is that right? Cause it used to be the Phoenix, was it the Phoenix bug in? Uh, no, it was, um, it was the, yeah, the, the Phoenix bug in first or mm-hmm. what do you call it? Yeah. Bug run. I'm sorry. I should know that. I've got the poster right here. It was called the bug run. Mm-hmm. 
And as a couple years went by, um, at that time, Dick Adams was doing events in Fremont mm-hmm. um, and uh, Bakersfield. So John Stafford got together with Rick Mortensen and let him call it the Phoenix Bugarama. I think to make us look a little, make the Bugarama look a little more bigger, you know, follow me a little more, a little more little branding, more clout. some branding, a little more branding. Very, very good yeah. word. Uh, yeah. And so, so that's how the Bugarama became and, uh, you know, down there. And so Rick Portenson's, uh running that event. He's doing a nice, nice event. It was twice a year at that time, I think. Um, so you guys, uh, when, you guys basically just on a verbal, like, Hey, you can use the name. We're okay with that type thing. Is that, yeah. is that you bet kind you of bet. way it was, you know what, I, uh-huh. you know, I mean, sure. it's, yeah. Call it the Phoenix bug around. That makes us that, that the time that like, there was a lot of Volkswagen events going on a lot. You know, a lot of big events, I should say that. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a couple, you know, like I said, again, a Bakersfield at Pleasanton. Uh, Pleasanton with the good guys, mm-hmm. you know, Sears Point up here on uh, outside of Napa. Um, yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, Rick's two events. He did one in the spring and one in the fall and at Bakersfield and Fremont. So there was a lot of a lot of big events, you know, at that at that time. And then so the so now you take over the Classic. Now, the Classic of all the events is the largest event, the VW Classic. Yes, by by car numbers. Yes, it was. It it was it was fun to do. It was great. Uh, like you said, I'm getting ahead a little bit, but it was a lot of work. Uh, uh, but it was fun to do. It was, you know, the problem is here we're in Northern California, and obviously it was in Southern California. Right. Here, my daily job is working a bug formats. You know, mm-hmm. five to six days of work week. A lot of Saturdays, I had to go down there. You know, a couple days advance before the event. Not just me. I'm not the only one, but sure. a lot of time I started working with Rich, you know, of giving tickets out and handling last minute things. Again, you're renting just like you said about your small meet. I'm yeah. renting. We're renting this parking lot at this Verizon Wireless Amphitheater mm-hmm. here. It's just a parking lot. It costs this ungodly price. And here I'm getting just this dirty parking lot that we've got to move these cars that a lot of times are stayed over there. Yeah. You show up and there's, and there's guardrails everywhere. And you're like, what are these for? We're moving stuff. (laughs) We're moving stuff. And get this. What if they decide to put a concert on Saturday night or Sunday night? Sure. That happened to us twice that they, you know, Hey, we're just renting a parking lot. They our our shows not till show was until Sunday. So if they decided to do a, uh, a show on Saturday night, they needed that parking lot. So we could set up a tent and we kind of combed around it and had to kind of guard it, you know? Um, so it was fun to do. Um, it was uh, a lot of work because of, uh, from book Arama September or some May to two weeks after that, you're planning for two events right after another. You're working on t-shirts just about the Bugarama's done you already got the artwork for the t-shirts and you're already making plans and travel plans and you know getting people to yeah. to go to the next event that's in southern california um was fun to do i love uh, the promoting type of business i wish i could do it full time i can't <laughs> but it's it's fun to see an event grow from nothing to to putting it on probably like you you go out there and you go oh this is awesome you're yeah. tired but you're fulfilled and you're, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is what I, and, and I really want to stress, I don't do this alone. I have two other brothers. I've got family and friends from bug formants. I've over the years, I've had people come and go that we've worked with. I, we could not do it without, um, you know, and we had different people in different towns help us out. 
just like from Las Vegas when we had your club, the Las yeah. Vegas club helped us and other clubs in different cities and towns to help us. So it, we relied on a lot of those people and I'm in debt for a lot of them uh, so much. So yeah, and couldn't I, do it without them. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think for, um, you know, for a, a lot of us spectators that we go, you know, this is one of those things where a lot of us don't notice the details that go into putting these events on. We're just happy to take our Volkswagen from Las Vegas and drag it down to Southern California. And matter of fact, Greg Banfield just started a web page called the Crown Plaza Hangout Classic <laughs> Classic VW Facebook page. And so it's all pictures from the parking lot of the Crown Plaza and you know, you know, my big debut for my car was in 2001. I think it was yeah. 2001 or 2002 when I debuted my bus. And it was like since then and the two years before then, since since 2000, probably 99 is the first year we went down there. But since 2000, it's been like a staple event every single summer. Yeah. It was the classic. And it was like, yeah. I, I, you know, I my kids, one of the first pictures I posted was my 67 bug with three of my kids sitting on top of it. And it was one year where I just had like this oddball bug that I brought down. Yeah. And my kids are, you know, a, le- a 10, 9, and 5. And they're sitting, now these are 20, 19, and, you know, 14 years old now. And even... Last year, last couple of years, as the classic has kind of uh, waned off, and I want to get into that in a minute, but but as it's happened, you know, my kids were like, oh, man, we got to go to Dad's car show again to, like, these guys are reminiscent of, like, it was so <laughs> well, I love fun. It. I'm going yeah. to have to look up a, grand, a, big, a Greg Banfield because I know who he is, of course, uh, what he did, because that's one of the day I remember that because we would work, you know, I'd be down there for three or four, that's what we look forward to. I look forward to the event, but. But being like you said, the swap thing, you're working, you don't get to enjoy it. That's what I missed about it. But I did get to go to, you know, from the Burger Rally to Nick's Burgers to yeah. some of the other activities they had. That weekend was just unbelievable. We loved it. All of it. Me, my family and friends and I, I had friends that would come up. I'm going to go down with you to L.A., you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you know what would happen and, is you get this crazy corporate hotel that just it, overnight it becomes this VW hangout. Oh, and, I loved it. Loved every loved the bar, hanging out with people yeah, and, all and night. The, it just goes the car show, the yeah. car show in the parking lot. Oh, right. yeah, I'll never forget those days. I am totally with you. It was it was a, it was fun times for me for us too. Well, so, yes, and that's and that's part of the allure of us going down because I think Irvine, the weather is fantastic in Irvine, and you get that June gloom, which is June your, gloom. Yes, yeah, which us. Which when you're down there, you know, you got the overcast in the morning, it burns off at about 10 or 11. But, you know, it, it was the, I think it was, you know, for us coming from Vegas, it's the greenery, it's the cool weather, it's the get down there, unload your car, close to the beach, go cruise down to PCH, do all these things that if you're not from Southern California, you kind of, you know, fantasize about doing it in your Volkswagen and then a bunch oh, of us uh, from uh, the uh, club. Uh, 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 I yeah. was never lucky enough to take one of my cars that I had, of course, but I, I agree totally. I look forward to going down to seeing cars that I've never seen before. Cars that come out of the woodwork that I've never even known existed. They're yeah. not in Northern California. They don't come up here. You know, they're just, it's the, or it still probably is the Mecca of Volkswagens. And yeah, it, uh, I know some people will disagree with that, but you know, uh, it's, uh, it, they just came out of the woodwork cars that I've just never seen before. It's just, it was just amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, the whole weekend was, was awesome. Uh, well, I miss those days. I'm like Greg Banfield. 
So, <laughs> yeah. So now you guys purchased the classic and then things started to, um, to change the dynamics. What do you attest the dynamics changing because of, you know what I mean? Like what was, what did you see start to unravel? Because well, I, I, I kind of think that they might have changed for some people that were used to the old way it was, if that makes sense. The, uh, the, uh, the way it was done before when we started taking over, we wanted things we thought were better that we did um, versus it's like a new ownership. A new owner comes into a business and sees changes and he wants to make it his. Um, I think that's probably what happened. Um, you know, some people, a lot of people liked them. Some people didn't, you mm -hmm. know, that's, that's there again. That's to, uh, to, you try to please as many people as you can. And, uh, uh, but so I think that was, it, 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 the dynamics changed a little bit when some Northern California people came in and, and got their little finger on it and, uh, um, and changed a little bit. But I want to think that we didn't change it. It didn't like change totally. You know what I mean? We, you know, we might've, uh, added our little touches to it, but for the most part, it was, uh, until we had to move it, you know, it was the same as when, uh, um, the Kimball started it. And what did I see a poster on uh, eight, 1986, I believe, mm -hmm. you know, 1987. So, um, yeah. Now, I, but I'm looking at it and I see, so, so, and, and I'm coming from my side. So like at my side, it's just the spectator side hearing like, so one of the things that started a couple years back was that they, they started doing the Black Star camp out like the week before, which was really kind of a separate group. Well, yeah, but th that was going on for years before. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, that's that that. Yeah, I, that was great. The bus people, you know, did their little camp out. Some of them would come over to the Bugarama. Uh, and uh, sorry, classic. And mm -hmm. some of them of uh, some of them wouldn't, you know, uh, we see this with a few events and maybe you have, and I think this is going to be, I think by Sunday, if you're there all weekend in the Southern California and Sunday, you might want to drive home and not come to the classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to all the events. You're going up to West coast metric, going to Nick's burgers, you know, by Sunday afternoon, family might be ready to start heading back to Las Vegas with that four hour drive on a Sunday traffic. It's so happened. We, it's I happened think before. we started as people started doing other activities it became the vw classic week you follow me yep. people started adding events onto before that so um we could even talk about get the las vegas uh, bugarama i think that's what happened to it too a lot of things started coming on we were the last event on that weekend and i think we suffered for it in some things you know good or bad you know i think people were you know might have been burned out by that time uh, and so, you know i, I think part of it's I think what people fail to realize is, you know, um, the first event that Tom did here that he had at the, at the, um, at the town square, he, he had reached out to me and wanted, he and I to go partners in it. And I just had too much going on. And well, I said, he did. And I'm not trying to correct you. He did, he did Fremont street first. Correct. He was doing that Fremont was, street. And loved the, it at Fremont street. That was great. And <laughs> everybody loved Fremont street. I'm one of them. And and then when he he had switched it to Town Square, which Town Square from a car show standpoint much better venue from a tourist standpoint, everybody would rather have their car parked on Fremont Street. But 
you know, when he, so he sets that up and then goes into the town square one. He, and Tom and I had talked about it and he invited me to see if I wanted to be a partner in it. And I just didn't have the time to help with that. And sure. then what happens is this is the event before the Las Vegas Volkswagen club. We used to do a barbecue on Friday night and then they had the Friday, it was a Friday night barbecue. Then there was like Saturday open houses. Then it became the Saturday uh, car show that took place at Fremont street. And then it was the Sunday event at the drag strip. And what some people don't realize is what makes those weekends so great is the convergence of all the events. Right. And, right. And when people start, in my opinion, when people start to dilute the events and, and when egos get in the way and all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I don't need them. They need me more than I need them. I'll do mine on the opposite weekend. And yes. now, now what you've yes. done is taken the spectator and he has to choose. I agree. And I agree. And totally. And when you and and one of the things that somebody's going to lose when they choose, right? And the worst part is that you know you actually when you build a robot because Vegas was to, Vegas was quickly moving to the point where it was going to be the go to event because a lot of people love going to Vegas. I mean, the thing would be packed, but as venues changed and schedules got thrown off, and then you know all this stuff started happening. What happens is you, the, 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 the traditional thing happens. One event starts to get weaker. They split the weekends. No, it looks like what the, what the classic week now. My two cents is it's completely ridiculous. There's way too much going on. I can't take two weeks off of work. And I think someone got the idea that let's drag this thing out for 10 days so people can fly in from Europe Yes. But the yeah. people from Europe aren't the ones that make the event. They just they're they're just spectators that show up. It's the cars Agreed. and the people that make the event. Yep. And yep. as as great as Southern California is for the VW scene, there's a lot of cars from Central California, Arizona, Southern Nevada, Colorado, Utah, a lot of cars from all over the Southwest that converge upon that Southern California weekend and then when you dilute the weekend and people are forced to pick like, am I going this weekend or that weekend? And DKP's on the Friday before the next weekend right. is the bug. Well, there you know. was a lot of redundancy. I mean, I, I got to be careful with what I say about another event or another people that put on events. But there was a lot. I think that was a lot. I was going to do the same thing. Of course, everything's canceled. I was like, okay, I'd rather go to DKP and go to the bug in and go to Octo and not go to Prado because I look more racing than car show. So yeah, I, I was the same. I was one of those people that were going to have to pick and, uh, and, 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 you know, as a, as an enthusiast, pick the, the, the shows I was going to go to, but there was a lot of, you, you could show your car at any one of these shows. That's a lot to me. That's, that's to me, that's a lot to do, but um, you know, I, there you go. Like you said, people start picking up what they can do, and I don't think they all work together down there. Or maybe they did. Maybe they worked together, and they all were trying to get a piece of the pie. Well, and and, and um, from from my side, which I've always looked at it from the spectator side, the spectator and the enthusiast, it's like I go down there, I have to choose, and then I like I like a I like an event that's got a little bit of everything. So the the first bug in that they started up, I went to that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. My only critique was the road that you have to cross back and forth makes a little bit inconvenient. The way the swap meet is spread out when you like a lot of people don't think about it. But at the end of the day, when you've realized that you've walked so many miles because this is so far <laughs> from that and that's so far from this and and that yeah. kind of stuff, it wears on you. And then when there's like 
Well, it's not easy. Like the Vegas, the Vegas venue is almost too big, but the access to the drag races is fantastic versus Fontana, which is hot trash. I mean, yes. like, listen, I'm spoiled because we've got the Las Vegas Motor Speedway here with these beautiful race stands and all this stuff. And the stands at, uh, I don't even know if I've even sat on the stands over there at uh, Irwindale, just because, not Irwindale, but um, Fontana, because Fontana. it's yeah. like a bottleneck to get in there. Of course it is. And, it's 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 there's nothing like, you know, at least on the West Coast, there's nothing like Las Vegas. There there really isn't. I we we kept going back to that of that uh, venue because of people like you and your club that wanted it. We wanted to keep it going. I think by that time Tom was trying to go on his own, and he like you said, I don't want to get egos, and I know he's not alive to defend himself. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Tom. But he was trying to get his uh, little bit, and he well, he was going after for himself, and he wanted to, you know, he didn't want to work with us, and he, he was can be a little difficult to work with, and well, and, and maybe we did both have an ego problem. I'll admit, to, you know, trying to work with him, but I, you know. We want to think that we were we were there. Why we were the event that they were coming to, and then he, they, everything else went after that. You know, so and and that's but, and, and my point being that sometimes people in the VWC need to realize that you you need one for the other. Right. A perfect right. example for my show, your show, anybody's show you put on. You need both. You need participants and spectators. And you it will not be successful if one of the equation is missing. Correct. And if yep. and the yep. whole goal is to build both sides. So to like what you're saying about Southern California, if I go to the DKP meet, so the the whole allure for classic weekend was like Friday night DKP meet, the real cool stuff was coming out, like the debut stuff was coming out. Saturday was the open houses. Octo in the morning and afternoon was just kind of some time off to goof around, do whatever, and then get right. up early, get your spot at the classic right. and do that. So the way the weekend was, was tailored, it was just like it had this ebb and flow where there was enough time to do some stuff. And then boom, the show was on Saturday. And if you didn't see somebody on Friday or Saturday, Sunday, you saw them at the show. Correct. And well, we had good 13 or maybe even close to close to 15 good years at the amphitheater there, of course, and then progress takes over. I don't probably don't need to tell you that. You know, they home start encroaching there. Um, these, you know, it was on the chopping block to get rid of the amphitheater. So, you know, I may probably jump ahead on you, but we decided no, no, no. to move. We decided to move it. You know, we decided to, you know what, we're going to take this. We don't know if we can up until about a month before the, just about every classic, if Tim, uh, sorry, can think if if somebody was wanting to play at that amphitheater, and let's just say they were playing Friday night and they were moving on Saturday, they were doing a concert. Let's just say that they started selling tickets for Saturday. They could bump us up at any time. Um, yeah, so your event. whole car show in so moments we, would be a disaster, right? So that could be either Saturday night and maybe at a show for Sunday. But we took the chance. We would know up for a, a you know about a month before we would sweat up until then. You know, we'd call the guy that ran the you know, because here they are renting a parking lot to us. Can you imagine if somebody called you and said, hey, Bill, you got a two, got three car garage, you got th three stalls, you got a uh, driveway. I'd like to rent your driveway for just eight hours for 500 bucks. Right. Hell, right? You would clean the driveway, you'd have it ready for them, you know, as long as they weren't doing something illegal. Well, that's what we did. We rented a piece of pavement, uh, and we, again, just like your swap meet, you had to build it. 
so we had good 14, 15 years there until, you know, progress takes over. So we decide to move it. Of course, we decide to not a lot of places in Southern California that can take us, mm-hmm. not a lot of big parking lots. We decide to go to the Orange County Fairgrounds. Great place. I think it's beautiful, but it's typical owned by the state or county. Um, you know what I mean? You've got restrictions. Yeah. You've regulations got and- not regulations, not as much room. Costs more. You want the um, Tustin Pavilion? Uh, that costs this price. You want They had sections, and I won't get into, but the you know it wasn't one price you could rent different areas and of course they had their swap meet every weekend on the other side so we decided to move it love the place love the fairgrounds real restrooms you know what i mean yeah. nice grass this is before they had the concert thing there they were just starting to build the little concert um, hall that they have there that's beautiful so we tried you think we tried not to get the weekend the normal classic weekend the first saturday and excuse me first sunday in june yeah second sunday in june whatever it was long as it wasn't on father's day right they right. did not have that date open so we have to i'm trying to think if we waited a year or put it a week or two after mm-hmm. well somebody else and comes and jumped on it <laughs> Somebody else decides to put an event, you know, and take their, you know, campground show and and extend it. And, you know, that's when I think probably things really changed. You know, and the- you saw you saw a little division probably in northern Southern California and, you know, Southern well, California people, I think, stayed with Southern California people. And but it's all good. And well, <laughs> so, and, and what happens is people get this idea because i get that from people all the time uh, you know my my swap meet because we do it at the sam boyd stadium the date i get is 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 given to me by sam boyd stadium based on football schedule this this and this and if they decide to do a rodeo or monster truck show or this or that i get bumped because i'm a measly couple thousand bucks yes. and so yep. i get yep. people at the event go why just why aren't you doing them in september anymore this uh, is too good last one i the last one we did we got bumped on the last one to November, the Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, wow. And it was like, I didn't even want to do it. I was like, this is no. just, you know, it's like, no. and, and, and and it's a 50-50. It could be hit or miss. and could be this massive event because so many people are around. Or it could be a lot of people canceling their booths and their spaces because they didn't realize it was Thanksgiving Day weekend and they had family events and stuff going on. And so... And, and, you know, I get people that gripe to me like, I can't believe you moved it. And I say, it's not my choice. My choice is the, is keep it consistent. I'm trying to rent a venue and be consistent with the venue. But some people don't understand it. So maybe that came across like, oh, yeah, the holes think they can just control Southern California yeah. weekend and put it wherever they want. And we'll, and we'll show them. And it, it is so strange how people get these yeah. skewed misconceptions and of what goes on. Correct. And that's not. The holes didn't do that. I mean, yeah, we that's we again. There's well, only a couple racetracks or or venues that we can go into and really, um, you know, they want us. Obviously, Sacramento Raceway. After 40 years, you think they're going to vote put something on Memorial Day Labor Weekend? No, Vegas at the time doing it for what I look up 2010. Um, sorry, 2000 2000. 10 what i forgot my dates well we did it 10 plus years there yeah. easily 10 plus years. no problem they, they after we were done with the event we love you volkswagen guys you guys are easy to work with you want next year we'd say sure no problem put us down in pencil you know what i mean so yeah. we got to know venues and men uh, venue 
the event managers who would love to work with us, who wanted us back. So that's, um, yeah, so that was no problem other than, other than uh, you know, we had to we had to change dates, we had to change venues, and things changed down there for maybe the good, you know, for some of the Southern California people. Um, I miss going down there. Um, you know, the the event that's on that weekend now, as I heard, is a great event. I heard it's huge. I heard good things about it. So it is, you know, it, it it is what it is. Things things progress and things change. Sometimes for the good, sometimes not. So well, you know, uh, you know and and coming up this year, there's going to be an event. Uh, Corey Max putting on a drag race, and uh, myself and a few other people with the Las Vegas Wolfsang Club were putting on uh, a pre-event a pre-event weekend starting on Thursday night and with a host hotel and all this stuff. And obviously, because of what's happened. Although it's far enough away that I'm confident it's still it's still there, we're still working out some of the details to confirm with the hotel and this stuff. And and from what I'm hearing, uh, recently hotels plan to start opening next week down here, which is which is really strange to be in the city of hotels, and you think they would never close hotels, and they've been closed now for two months. Oh, I can only imagine. I saw live cams. It's like a ghost town there. It must be just really strange. Yeah. Bad enough here. No. I can only imagine down there. It's you know one of the tourist capitals of the west, you know the western hemisphere. You know, and you don't have anybody walking around. Yes. So I can only imagine. I want to hope you're far enough. I hope to be at that event, <laughs> shaking hands and saying hi to people. I have two things. I love Vegas. I love Volkswagen events. So that as, as, as I can attest to doing the Buggerama in there. So for so many years that I love going there and I, you know, we're kind of the same thing with our September event. We're hoping this is far enough. Things will settle down and, and uh, we'll get back to a normal, especially I know these people want to go to Volkswagen event. I'm one of them. So I yeah. hope your, your event is far enough that you can. And so. I'll tell you, the event's coming up, man. My, I'm committed to the next event that I see that's cleared to go to. We're <laughs> headed there, and it may be the one in it, it may be the event in Salt Lake, um, the the Utah yeah. the Utah VW Classic. But uh, well, yeah, I went to Irwindale uh, the Drag Day. Would I go the last Drag Day in October we had last year? I was looking forward to going this year, getting away from Northern California, going down there and shaking hands and seeing some friends that, uh, you know, that I've acquired over all these years. And yeah, now with nothing, I saw that, you know, they're, they're put off a couple or they're put off a couple of events. I'm, I'm really sad, you know, for, for all of us. Yeah. So. And, and I think maybe, um, you know, this, this year could turn out to be really big for the back end of the year, the events, because there's been such a, such a depleted roster of events to go to, um, I think I'm hoping it's the, the, the events are going to be pretty jam packed. Um, I agree. It's, I agree. If I don't make Vegas, I'm definitely, if, if everything works out for Irwindale, I think at the end of October, I guess as soon as the event is, um, uh, I'll definitely be there. That's for sure. Yeah, That's for sure. And so what, so what's the plans right now with, uh, with bug, with, with Bugarama and some of your future events? W w so, are you guys now just solely in Sacramento, but you're, are you still doing the, the Phoenix one? We're still doing the Phoenix one. Obviously we had to postpone that. We got lucky, you know, when this started, of course the date was April 4th and you know, this thing at least up here kind of started, you know, mid March. So we were really watching it. We had all the artwork done, um, was very close to printing t-shirts and artwork and, uh, you know, made a couple calls and told some people to, stop let me when's the last date i need to know that you can print it to have it ready for us to take to the to the event so we you know we you know i talked to the 
racetrack there uh, that, you know, Nevada, here I'm in California, Northern California, especially, you know, they're in, um, sorry, Arizona, and I'm trying to figure out what their state's doing, what their governor's doing. Um, they weren't canceling a lot of events at that time. It was very early in this, again, another state doing different things. Um, so I'm in contact with them, say, what do I do? Uh, you know, all of a sudden, all these events that they had scheduled were starting to be canceled and put off. And um, so two weeks before the event, we uh, we had to cancel this last Phoenix one. Um, again, we tried to get something in October, but everybody's trying to do the same thing, you know. So, um, yeah. you know, so we're we're going for 20, 2021. No problem. Trying to do it again about April. We're trying to spread it around. We try to spread her just like everybody else does in this business. I talked to Andy Kimball quite a bit. Um, you know, we're in contact. We try to spread our events out. Um, you know, he's trying to get his race cars. I'm trying to get our race cars. We're trying to get our spectators. We try to spread it out um, enough a couple weeks in advance to uh, uh, to get people, uh, uh, hopefully they can go to both events. You know, so really. is the VW Classic now off the table altogether just because of it's too difficult to, to try to ramp up and rebuild that consistency and all this stuff because, you know. Oh, I, we would like to – we we were in contact since we moved it to um, the um, sort of the fairgrounds, going back to the fairgrounds uh-huh. days. Um, Love the fairgrounds. You know, the real restrooms, everything got really expensive. They wanted to charge parking for people. And I just, you know, all of us, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, here we're going then down everybody's yelling at you. Yeah. yeah. They're thinking it's you, know, you I, charging. Yeah. They, they're making their eight to $10 out. To, if you were a spectator, you know, you had to pay them at their gate and then come in and pay us. And people did not like it. And I understand I, you know, um, Volkswagen people may be very finicky, you know, uh, and I do understand it's, it's to, to I'm Northern California. We're not used to paying parking unless I go to uh, a sporting event or, you know what I mean? Somewhere downtown. Sure. Um, you know, um, so I sympathize with them. The, 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 that, uh, facility just became really expensive uh love doing it they're love working with people so you know time went by and we decided to talk to the people at the um long beach stadium you know um same kind of thing that you're dealing with it's at a stadium that's on to college football track other events going there the antique swap meet that's there the hot rod swap meets that's there octo that's there you know it's the home of octo very rightfully so um, so, you know, you're trying to, again, go around the, and so they give you dates. You probably know about this. Yeah. Oh, that's a great date. Oh, wait, there's an event in, um, Southern California. Can't, can't go to the, can't, can't, can't do it that weekend. Right. How about this weekend? Oh, there's nothing this weekend. You know, you're looking at the Samba, trying to figure out the schedule of other events. You know, you're trying to make it, uh, from, um, everybody. Uh, so, we were in contact with the uh, Long Beach Stadium people and the college, and um, we're trying for a date for uh, July or August now. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to get it away from uh, the SoCal VW Week. You know, we were smart enough, but we wanted a month after. You know, again, we were playing with dates that they can, you know, uh, accommodate us. And, you know, September gets into football season. You know, yeah. so so anyway, with all that, you know, you're juggling and I'm looking and this is the dates we could figure out that there's nothing going on. And of course, this all starts, you know, and uh, that threw everything out the window. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So we had some dates and mounts. We were pretty excited about announcing them that we were coming back. Um, I love 
where the new venue, well, we only have once, you know, where we started the classic again, I think it was great. I mean, you know, obviously you've been there a couple of times with Octo. Yeah. I was, it was easy, easy control. I think we kept the prices down. We didn't have to pay for parking. Um, you know, um, I think everybody seemed to be very happy on board. Most of the people that I talked to were great and unfortunately it didn't work out for this year, but we are trying for, uh, for 2021 for sure. Well, good. So, yeah, it is not dead. It is not dead. It might not be the same as when we, you and I remembered right. at the Crown Plaza, but it's, you know, well, we'll listen, try to make it different. And, and I'll tell you this, the Crown Plaza, is to, even when it was the, the last one that was there, I still stay at the Crown Plaza, and I had a little tear rolling down my cheek like the Indian on the side of the freeway looking at the garbage because <laughs> it was not the same because even though it's not that far from Crown Plaza, a lot of people weren't staying there. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that for the next event we'll be able to do that because, like I said, some of the best times were in the parking lot at the Crown Plaza, getting to preview all the cool stuff coming out and getting to see some of the cars that, you know, you've heard about being built. and Right, meeting. before Sunday. Right. Like I said, it was, a, it was a separate car show. I, I agree. I've stayed there many times when I went down to – visit go to disneyland i stayed there you know i went to the uh, same thing it wasn't the same but i stayed there a couple times because it's kind of central and everything so i again i'm with you i miss those days it's it's it was it was it was a fun time you know yes so, so um in regards to the car show thing what's what's been the big thing with drag racing like why is why does drag racing seem to be because there's been, you know, several different sanctions and, you know, it seems like there's guys in Northern California, Southern California and trying to get everybody on the same page in regards to the racing thing. What makes the racing thing is so challenging? Is it money? I mean, wh- what is it that makes it so difficult? Because racing is great, but it's one of these things where drag racers got to put out a lot of money to get their cars down there to drag race. Yes, do they do. Kind of and, 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 and I'm one to test. I know the rewards aren't very good for racing. I know that I, you know, I, I do the payouts and most, a lot of people aren't always happy with what we pay out. I, I, you know, or cannot be, um, it, it is, it's expensive sport to get into any kind of drag racing. Um, I feel sorry for some of the record. I've got some great drag racing friends, you know, uh, you know, being the old dog, maybe not me, but the bug around being the old dog, you know, there's always the new young dog that comes in and thinks he can do things better. And, and a lot of times they can, you know, it's different. Sometimes different yeah. is, is, is better. And I have no problem. Uh, you know, uh, we're the staple in the industry. There's some other events in Northern California, uh, that have, you know, got their own little uh, mystique about the events and, uh, they draw their own people. And again, I, I think it helps the industry. If, 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 as long as people can, you know, we have different classes than the bug in and uh, the Periscope guys, right? Our classes are a little different. They can interchange a little bit. People can change a few things, but for the most part, uh, our pro turbo is their um, outlaw turbo class, right? They can kind of go in the same, but then we run eight quarter mile, they run eight. So they can maybe turn some transmissions and a little work long as we give them plenty of time. So, you know, there's a lot of racing going down in Southern California. There was in Southern California. So maybe the Southern California, if there's three or four races down there, plus their Wednesday night, plus their normal Fontana racing, they might not need to go to Sacramento. You know what I mean? Or go to Phoenix. There's, you know, people, you know, with less, you know, they're choosing their events or taking their vacation time. I get, you know, first of the year, I get a lot of people, Hey, I need to put in my vacation time. Do you have dates? 
well, you know how it is. Sometimes that yeah. January 1st, you don't have a date for the whole year yet. And you got tracks trying to make their mind up and stuff, you know. But and, my but my question is more to is there is there just not enough people drag racing to get the purse up? Because obviously the money really goes from one hand to the other. The, the, the entry fees and all that stuff is basically what you use to – you hope you get enough entry fees to cover the payouts. And that you can have. I mean, well, least, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You throw it in a pot. You know, you're you're hoping the spectators are there to pay for some of the racing, right? Sure, you sure. Know? That's 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 what you do. You need the spectators. Like going back, we talked earlier that you get some people that don't care about the drag racing, right? You get right. people that don't care about the swap meet. I'm here for the car show. I said so. You get different people, so it goes hand in hand. I can't really tell you why. I guess um, there's maybe less cars than there used to be. I, uh, other than maybe it's money. Um, I have a great race director, uh, Greg Urudia, who's really in contact. He goes all these races. He's a diehard drag racing guy. Um, you know, he's trying to talk to people, and you know, that's why we started our own. You know, BRS is you know we wanted to control things uh we want to have our own set of rules uh and so i i guess i don't have a good answer i know it's not a good answer to say but i don't think i can think of his cost and it's just not a sport there are less people drag racing nowadays it's yeah. when i was i used to go out at, at wednesday night and race a little you know 16 second drag bug and there was you know 150 cars on a wednesday night you know and it's yeah. just the, the new people, and I see this every day at Bug Formats, I still get the old people. Younger people aren't going out and buying cars, right? They're not really – they are, but they're not – they don't think of Bug first. There are Volkswagens first. Volkswagens can be very expensive to rebuild, yeah. you know, and the, the price is, 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 is getting to be a, uh, um, an antique type of price or can be, you sure. know. So I guess, yeah, people just aren't building, but they are building cars to drive and put in the car show. They're dri- they're building drivers, which I really like to see, you know, that, that everyday person's buying something just to drive, you know, well, and, and. Yeah. And I think with the technology that's coming out, I mean, you're, you're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of fast cars, um, fast cars in the street with some of that technology that's coming out, fuel injection. I mean, you look at AJ Sims. And you know he's got that full-bodied fastback that's that's running 11s, and he drives it from Southern California, yeah. you know, yeah. up to uh, up to Sacramento to go drag racing. And I look at you know, and and you would hope that, that would spur more fast street cars and drag racing and stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, I I enjoy it. I I love spectating drag racing. I have drag raced a few cars of mine, but they were mostly street cars, and. Uh, I was just struggling to figure out, you know, from an outsider's perspective, that's not really yeah. in the drag race. And like, why, why is there so many different factions of sanctioning groups instead of just one? But I guess usually like with everything else, it either comes down to money or politics or a little bit of both or who knows. Well, what. yeah, you know, I, there's, I think it's great that some of these, uh, you know, they race quarter mile or excuse me, eighth mile down there, you know, such a car deliver. The average guy could race eighth mile quarter miles. A little obviously longer. Um, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't know. I just don't see many people. What I did is, 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 uh, you know, wanting to build a car to go fast anymore. They want a cruiser. You know what I mean? They want to put airbags on it and 17 inch PRMs or something. You know, that's sure. kind of what I see. It's, I can only imagine trying to build a race car right now. Let's say you want to rate the prize race of pro mod or even a pro turbo. Yeah. Uh, you know, Anthony Hearns. I mean, you know how much it costs to go as fast as he could or Dave Perkins, hmm. but you could go out and build some car and race our pro eliminator class our sportsman eliminator class 13 seconds slow and slower or you know 1299 and faster you could go out there and have a have a good old time you know you really could yeah you know so well and that's and, and that's what i think you know you see with off-road racing and all this stuff you see off-road racing goes through its ebbs and flows and the number one thing pushing it to be popular and people involved in it is affordability and i think you know correct the, the, how many times have they tried that with the you know, 16, the super 1600 class, how fast right. can you do a 1600, the K-Dron class, the, the, this class, that class. And then somebody just comes in, spends a ton of money and just destroys <laughs> the class. And you're like, that wasn't yeah. the point of the class. Yeah. You know and then I mean? it loses, in, it loses interest. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's, 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 uh, I, 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 you know, I guess we would love to get more drag races out, out there. Do we change things now in this stream? I guess we don't. You know, there's other things that you can go race at, I guess, um, you know, um, so, I, you know, again, I'd love to see more drag racing up there. Uh, but, you know, it, it's we got the quality, I think, is better than it's ever used to be. The technology, like you said, yeah. you know, it's nothing like I'm lucky. Usually on Sunday afternoon, I can go up to the starting line of being at the front gate all day is, is watch the usually couple of the finals. And there's nothing like watching the, the pro turbo finals or, you know, some of the final racing is just amazing. The, the pro gas class. Oh, my God. The CP performance pro gas class is just amazing to watch those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, so. Now let's let's talk a little bit about your role over at. So we talked a little bit about the car shows, and all, and, and the the promotion side. And let's talk about Bug Formance for a little bit. What's your role at Bug Formance? And is this is this you in the picture on on your guys' webpage? Is that your dad many moons ago at the front counter? Um, that is is that is it yellow jacket with the hat on? Uh huh. Yes, that is me. That's Holy probably cow. 1981 <laughs> with oh. my porno with my porno stash and my feathered hair. Oh, you need a cigarette behind your ear, man, and you're. I, I did not smoke, but that's well. But you just look like. Go ahead. Go ahead. As long as you don't talk about me by baby blue tux in high school, that's will be all right with my prom, my prom uh, tux. So we'll be good. <laughs> and so, and so, what's your what's your official capacity over at bug formats and what well being a family-owned business it's kind of different if you know much about family-owned yes. businesses i started when i was 16 17 i graduated in high school i'm gonna show my age in 1981 i've been here full-time since i've done it all i learned a long time ago that i was not a mechanic Okay. Mm -hmm. I worked in the back separating nuts and bolts and taking motors out and cleaning and painting tin, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I realized I was not a mechanic. We had a guy that was, uh, uh, I'm gonna really date myself. A guy named Dennis George and Mark Trembley moved up from Southern California. Mark Trembley with the California Sting Dragster Skia, uh, came up and worked for us. And, um, I've from Southern Southern California, Northern California. This gentleman named Dennis George was pretty, his pit crew started being our counterman. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was in the back. 
he decides to quit and go get a real job, <laughs> a civil service job at the, one of the Air Force bases. I got thrown at the counter. Here I am. You know, did I have a bug at that time? I want to think I was just starting to drive one um, uh, 65, the 65 primer bug. So didn't know a lot about Volkswagens, you know, was trying to was brave. I'm better at taking things apart than putting them back together. So anyway, I get, I get thrown at the counter. I have to start helping people. I just don't really know anything here. You can imagine trying to sell something you don't really know much about. (laughs) So I've learned the hard way. There's not, you can't, you can't hand somebody a manual and say, here, learn about Volkswagens and uh, sell parts. Now you can obviously buy the idiot's manual and learn how to work on them and Bentley manuals and stuff. But, you know, obviously days before the Internet. So, I, again, I was at the counter selling parts and started from there. I've done many jobs here. Uh, at the time, we had two stores. We had the Sacramento store and uh, um, a Roseville store, which is uh, about 20 minutes uh, up, up the highway a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, and so we got pretty big. We had, you know, at the time, probably 20, 20 something employees. And, uh, you know, things changed. You know, Volkswagens weren't quite as what they used to be. And um, so, but going back, I've, I've done it all. I've, I work at the counter every day. Um, I've got um, Will, who sometimes people think is one of my brothers. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, big guy. Will's but he's awesome. been with me. Yeah, he's, he is. He's been with me for 30 years. I've got the same mechanic that's been here with us for 35 years. So it's Will and I. I've got a part-time guy and our mechanic. Um, so I do it all. I'm sitting in my bug formats slash bug office that we share, mm-hmm. um, and I pay bills and order parts. So I've 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 done it all from uh, sweeping floors to uh, um, being a part owner. But uh, you know, my family still owns it, and I just work for them. And uh, my dad and mom are very um, very generous, and they're in their 80s and they're semi-retired. My dad comes down here and. Um, tries to boss us around every once in a while, but comes, he's, a, he's a good guy and he plays with his hot rods and, and stuff like that. He so, comes down and causes trouble and then leaves. He does. He does. <laughs> I got to nicely say, I love you, dad, but, uh, you're, uh, you know, hey, why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? And then he's not here for three days. So, you know, it's, that's, what's funny. Right. And, uh, uh, but it's, 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 it's great. I'm very lucky and, uh, that I can do this and I wear many hats. Um, uh, you know, bug forwards, bug arama, the, the BRS, um, you know, it's Will and I up here in Northern California. My two brothers are in Southern California. I don't know if you know for sure. Larry owns Pierside Parts. Yeah. Now, you know, now with Larry owning Pierside Parts, did did he buy that from the previous owners in the past well, a few years? Um, no, he did not. My mom and dad, um, before Greg passed away, um, we, you know, uh, Pierside Parts or Vita Parts Unlimited, really, mm-hmm. you know, was, was a sponsor of the classic for for years sure. and got to know Greg and his family, Greg Moinley, and just love Greg. I mean, uh, miss him almost every time I go to Southern California, I think about him. But anyway, um, he, um, you know, got to know him. He sponsored the event, became a friend. We've worked together on, you know, bug formats and uh, then became Pierside Parts. You know, uh, he has a lot of history. He knew some things we shared a lot in common other than my family. But we, you know, as uh, people that worked at the shop, we had a lot of experience together. But when he was diagnosed with cancer and after you know, going through um, uh, some treatments, um, he, him and his wife contacted my family. and We went down and met him and uh, met him and met with him and um he sold it to my mom and dad uh before the for before he passed away and uh um a couple years um uh, my brother mike ran it and decided to go do something else and mm-hmm. um have and behold larry 
um, being a Northern California uh, boy, but uh, decided he would move his family down to Huntington Beach. So that's so that's where he is. He's in Huntington Beach running that store, and he is uh, purchasing that store for you know for my parents. So and how how have so now as being a small business owner owning you know bug formants and being in the running that business day to day, how have you seen the the VW parts service business privately owned, have you seen it change in the past few years? Yeah, you know, there's less cars on the road. Again, like going back to their more antiques. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a good handful of customers that drive them, but don't get me wrong. But a lot of to people, there are second, third cars, hot rods to some people. Uh, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen, uh, you know, because people don't uh, don't mind leaving them here for a longer period of time. You can tell when it's a you know, a car that they don't rely on. It's not their daily driven car. Um, you, you know, Sacramento's a pretty big Volkswagen town, but, you know, it, it, it's funny. You know, you, they, they don't come out until Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend, you know, when you really see it. Um, I've seen the, uh, you know, back in the day when, you know, everybody wanted German parts and Germany stopped making them and everybody wanted didn't want Brazilian parts. And of course, they went to China and other places, and now everybody wants the Brazilian parts back again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, the aspect of that is what I really like is a lot of these little companies that are making these cool stuff. I, um, you know, um, stuff you never think before. Wolfsburg West. I mean, I, you know, I'm a dealer for them. They make some amazing stuff that nobody's make. I'll give them credit. You know. Um, and a lot of these little guys, you know, that are making this, this stuff in their garage or something, welding spindles up, sure. uh, bus boys after listening to, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, uh, Wolf, Wolfgang, Wolf, Wolfgang, I'm sorry, Steve, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> uh, um, I remember bus boys, you know, uh, back in the day dropping the bus, but you know, these people, you know, the safari windows, the, the spring plates, you know, there's a lot of these. I should say he was a little company at the time and he's not. And now, uh, you know, that it's great. The technology is really, I, that's what I really like about it. I, every day I go, somebody asks me for something and I'll say, Hey, I, I, it might be made. I'll look, I'll Google it. I'll try to help you. You know, I really will. I mean, there's some stuff being made that, you know, for buses now and type threes, ISP, you know, you would thought they'd have a place just for type threes right. <laughs> 30 years ago. Right. So you, you thought there wasn't a big enough market and now it's, it's a huge. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the vintage speed, um, linkage and his exhaust and, you know, a one who's making, Oh my God, I follow him on Instagram. He's making some different kinds of exhaust every time I turn around. Yeah. You know, so it's so I think that's changed and for the good, of course, it's a little more expensive to build a car, but the, the, the quality uh, is, is can be out there. You know, it can be achieved. Yeah. And I think you're going to see more cars on the road for a, a lot longer just because of the design yeah. and engineering of the parts. Um, do you do you see uh, any parts out there that you know of that there's a need for that you're not seeing made right now as a person that gets demand from customers? Um, I guess I can't really think of anything. I always try to, when somebody asks me something, I'll try to make a list. Like, let's just say I don't stock it. Let's just say I don't think a, I don't stock a type three door seal. I'll sure. try to write it down. And a couple of people ask me enough. I might order one or, you know, try to keep one in stock. Um, you know, I usually try to find their, if, if they ask me, it's usually something really unique. I had somebody needed a 72 bus transmission mount. Good customer friend. So I Googled it real fast, found one of the Samba forms, sent them the link, 
you know, he called the guy who was gone already. So it's little things uh, that like that, but it's usually out there used. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I guess I don't, you know, there's always something you can seem to find just about find everything either on this, on the, the internet or at a swap meet. Right. Yeah. You know? And so. let me, let me ask you this. How much of a battle is it dealing with people where, People walk in, they want something, but they want to get it right now, and then they turn around and order it online. And how? <laughs> and how bad? Oh, that's is our that biggest competition. A- affect that's your our biggest business. competition. You bet. You bet. I hate to give a, a shout out to J Bugs, but uh, I, yeah, they they are a good presence on the internet. They're our biggest competition. Years ago, it was a, a local parts store that had three or four stores that were a bug pack dealer, and you can go in and get an accelerator cable and then. Another guy and his son was selling Volkswagen motors, and that was your biggest competition at the time. But uh, the internet is, Amazon is. Um, it's it's a it's a juggle of uh, what to uh, carry in stock versus how much you get asked for it. Um, a gentleman asked me today for something. I'm sorry, I can't think what it was. And I said, I will, oh, the other day, guy asked me for super full valve cover gaskets. I haven't kept them in a couple years. I mean, you know, if I used to keep <laughs> right. them for some of my ra- some of my racer friends, uh-huh. you know, um, you know, or especially for two times a year, I'd get a racer coming up for the to, to the to the Bugarama that needed a pair, you know. And I used to have a pair. I told them, you know, hey, I'll get you a pair as fast as I can, you know. I said, I, you know, took his name. And I said I'd call him. And that's the things that can be really hard is juggling what to stock, and you know, an inventory costs money. You know, and you're, you know, I placed two big empty orders this week of, of things that people wanted and need to have. And it's, you know, so I try to get it as fast as I can. Um, um, going back to Pierce, you know, uh, I believe that a lot of those being and Larry's in the hub of Volkswagen shops or Volkswagen manufacturers, let's put it, put it that way. He can get stuff probably the same day. So if sure. you came in there and you needed a muffler that he didn't have, he could probably get it from somebody and have it delivered that same day, if not the next day, and you know make a sale. Versus, I'm not that lucky. We're not that lucky up here. Yeah. You know, it's um, two or three days away from UPS from Southern California. So and, and so the moral of this story is: be patient, support your local VW shop, because as much as people like to save ten cents on a part or $2 or whatever the case is. The fact of the matter is if we don't support our local businesses, you know, the, the guys in our hometown that are stocking stuff and bringing it in and creating that environment, you know, before, yes. before long they'll be gone. You won't be able to get anything because as soon as it's not yeah. selling, Amazon takes it off the shelf. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yep. and so I, I, agree. I think it's important that, especially for small businesses with what's been taking place now. Um, yeah. I think it's important that we support small businesses. Uh, how- of course, I agree. I'll get on my soapbox. I agree wholeheartedly. You come into Bug Forum, it's you're supporting a local family and his employees that have been here for, we've been here for you know over 40 years. You're supporting a local family that's given money back in the community, that's hiring people, you know, that's trying to end to keep the sport alive and enthusiasm, um, that's putting on some events that are, you know, then they do go hand in hand. So I agree. I agree with small businesses wholeheartedly. Try to get that local place. I, of course, we've all done Amazon. We're all guilty of it. You know, you try sure. to try to do you, you can. But I've, I've 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 told people. Yeah, I think most people come in here and that's what they say. They'll say I'm here because it's about you guys. I, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, it just makes you feel good. That's what keeps me coming to work every day. Is 
is it really is. I, I, you know, it's, it makes you feel good when people want to help you and you want to help them with their projects. I love seeing pictures now with cell phones. People can show us parts they need or show us their cars that they're building. And it really makes it um, easy to, to help them, you know, and see their project come alive. So. No, that's awesome, man. Well, I tell you, it's, (laughs) I, I, uh, I've enjoyed this podcast and, um, what since since we're kind of rounding things up with with uh bugarama stuff is there mm-hmm. any specific moments and times that really stand out to you over the past you know 20 odd years that you've been doing the event 30 years now um anything that stands out to you some of the big some of the big moments any record set things like that that really uh, were were some times that you remember of some of the events in the past that have happened? Yes, I can think of a couple. Um, you, you know, the probably the first one is is um, I want to think it was eighty four, eighty five. Um, when uh, R. K. Smith and um, it was Jir out here started wanted to do a California caravan from yeah. Southern California up to one of the Bugaramas. Um, R. K. Smith, who I got to know from my dad um uh shooting a couple of his his cars and from racing anyway he got a hold of me and i became one of their the northern california guy to help him so i remember you know going down to modesto driving a group of guys to go down and meet the california caravan to come up to sacramento um and pulling in um to the bugarama and at one time we pulled into a movie theater parking lot over here you know seeing a couple hundred volkswagens and down up up highway 99 I really remember that those were good times. Uh, um, you know, we had our own uh, host hotel right over here um, at the time. It was uh, very close to the uh, Buck Formats mm-hmm. uh, by chance. Um, same kind of thing as uh, as you were saying about the uh, host hotel for the classic. You know, my friends coming down from Chico and we having partying, you know, and seeing people and, you know, seeing a little car lot of uh, parking lot of Volkswagens that were coming to the event. I miss those days. And, um, you know, um, I remember some records. I got to see a little bit of drag racing on Saturday and Sunday night. That's the only thing I will say that I've that I've not enjoyed about the Bugaram is I don't get to enjoy it. <laughs> right, right. That's one of the things because I am an enthusiast. <laughs> uh, you know, I really am. I don't do this just to just for a business. I, it's 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 actually a hobby. But anyway, I I don't get to enjoy um, the event like I would. That's why I like to go to other events and uh, shake hands and meet people and watch them racing and maybe sell some stuff or buy some stuff. So that's so that's yeah. I. Other than that, uh, you know, a few things here. Seeing people, I'm going to miss seeing people this weekend. A lot of people I only see again twice a year. Uh, I, you know, I've made a lot of friends over 40 years. We all have. Yeah. I've got, uh, you know, my family, like I said, we don't know what we're going to do this weekend. My dad is lost. My mom <laughs> and dad are lost. <laughs> Believe me, they are. You know, he gets his motor home ready and he takes it out there, you know, on Saturday morning and we set up and, and you know, and that's our office and, uh, you know, stay out there all weekend and, uh, uh, that's what I'll miss. And it's going to be a beautiful, it's beautiful up here this time of year. You know, the May ones and the May ones usually the bigger one and the cooler weather. And so, you know, I've made some amazing friends and, uh, and, uh, I'm going to miss that. So, well, I, I know yeah. that, I know that I'm looking forward to the next event. And if you're having one in September, I'm going to do everything I can to be at that event because I've got a, I've got to get out and get to some of these events because it really sucks. It's become, it's such a part of our lives going to these shows on a consistent basis. Even if our spouses aren't so excited about them or our kids aren't or whatever, 
but it becomes so much of our our, our yearly calendar and the and these benchmarks of time that that as I've been loading pictures online to this uh to the to the Crown Plaza parking lot hangout page, you know the classic weekend, uh you know it's really reminded me of how many years we've been doing this and and, do, and, yeah. and creating memories year after year and it's just been such a such a great experience and so I'm, I'm looking forward to these events coming back online oh i am too i'm 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 hoping to be in vegas get to see you and say hi and you know that's uh you know like get, getting back to a, a, a normal again i hope of course we have our september show i wouldn't see why we wouldn't be able to by then but you know getting back to a normal where we all can get to these volkswagen events and well, uh and uh obviously we need to stay safe first don't get me wrong yeah. but it's 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 time to uh you know to so we all can get out and enjoy 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 this hobby that we love and, and it, it, you know I, I, again i you know it does go hand in hand with bug formats and bugarama i you know that's i go to these other shows and i support it as a bug formats i sponsor a lot of local little local shows here yeah. you know trying to give back to the community so again i hope to see you if if hopefully in september bugarama if not maybe at least at the uh, uh las vegas event october yeah. yes sir now let so, me ask you this: What is in your stable of personal cars? What 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 do you have, and what's your what's what's your car that you have? I am building a '67 Cowlick Bug. I am a diehard Cowlick, you know, guy. You know, you know, dechromed, uh, uh, you know, stuff like no turn signals, no, you know, stuff like that. I am working on one. I've had this ten-year-old plus project. Uh, and I'm finally had some little bit of time to work on it. So I'm trying to find a body and paint man. Um, uh, but it's a little hard up here at this time. So that's what I have right now. I, I don't, I've had 20 odd Volkswagens over the years. Um, I don't drive one every day. Probably shouldn't say that, but I, I have one I'm building and I'm looking at two beautiful 67s in our showroom and uh, a handful of cars that my, that, uh, my dad and Buck Formitz own. So, um, um, but that's personally just what I own is just a 67 Cowlick car. Nice. I like the one you and George are doing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, our, so. our plan is to get that thing. Uh, we, we did a, an initial tear down and I got to get George and I got to get over there in, in about a week. It sits at his shop and he waits for me to show yeah. up over there and yeah. we're going to get over there and start and start going, uh, going to town on that thing. And, and that was a nice straight original man. car. That was awesome. <laughs> people, that was a good, that was a good, that was a good find for you guys. That's when, awesome. When people, when, when people don't realize how clean and spoiled cars are in the desert, like rust free yeah. and solid as yeah. could be, yeah. um, that's a perfect example of what you can find if you if you look hard enough. And there's there's lots of them out there, but it's it's a great starter car. I mean, super solid, and and we're looking forward to building that, dude. So, and yeah, I'm you know, looking forward to watching you build it. We're we're uh, we're going to be putting some more videos out coming up in the next couple of weeks, so you guys will have some stuff to look forward to, and. Uh, yeah, it's been great, man. Anybody you want to thank before we wrap it up, just for all the years and all the help that they that they've oh, done for yeah. you? Oh yeah, you know, of course I've got. To th I can't thank my family enough. You know, we do it all together, from Bug Formats to Bugarama to all the events we've done, uh, all the people I've met over the years. Of course, I've got to thank Will. He's like again, he's been here thirty-five years. Excuse me, about thirty. My mechanic's been here thirty-five. Um, you know, all the people over the years, you know, that have helped us. I still got plenty of friends. I just talked to Greg Britton a couple minutes ago. I, you know, I'm always calling Southern California quite a bit and, you know, all the people I'm going to miss this weekend. 
Um, my, you know, my brother, Larry, who's a, who's a tremendous help. It's kind of nice having him in the hub of Southern California so he can, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, my family, you know, that's just that, you know, I just, it's family means a lot to me and my family. We're very, all very close working together, sometimes too close, uh, again. So that's, that's what I'd like to think. And it's, it's couldn't done it without them. And, you know, so they're, they're a big part of, uh, uh, my life and, you know, and our businesses. So. Anyway, well, absolutely, man. And if anybody wants to check stuff out, the websites are uh, what, where you're, you're at bugformance.com. Oh, bugformance.com, sure. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in the Sacramento area and you want to come by and see where shop can buy, I'll give you a tour. Um, the, go ahead. The Bugarama site is uh, bugarama.com. Bugarama.com. And yep, not much on there right now, other than you know, obviously there's no event this weekend, but sure. uh, yeah, you know. Um, keep, keep YouTube's a great place to see. And yeah, are, YouTube's a great place to see old videos from from Bugarama. And you know, are, I'm, are you on Instagram? You got an Instagram, a Facebook page? Uh, I do. I do it under BRS Racing. Okay. Um, I do that. Uh, the Instagram. Uh, Will does a lot of Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook uh, with Bugarama and BRS. Uh, Will does the Bugarama. Um, excuse me, bu- uh, Bug Formats Instagram and Facebook. So when we have time, I hate to say that. That's I we try to. I try to find old stuff and put on there and put some videos from the events and stuff like that. But yeah, we try to have a big presence, you know? So no, for um, sure. Well, man, yeah. I, can't, I can't thank you enough, Steve, for having you on the podcast. I appreciate it. And I, and I'm glad that we got to go over uh, a lot of the history of, of how things have come to be in the VW scene. And by all means, uh, any news or events that you have coming up that we want to get out here to let all our listeners know of, man, by all means, reach out to me at any time and let's, Let's help. Uh, let's help strengthen the scene back up after this, after this big setback that we've all had this year. So you got it. No, really. Thank you for having me on. I'm finally finding the time that we both can get together and do this. And I think what you're doing is great for the VW community. So keep up the good work. You got so. it, man. Well, thanks. I I appreciate it, and for sure we'll talk to you again, man. Great. Thank you very much, Bill. All right. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to share it with a friend. And remember, if you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com, pick up some merch, and support your favorite VW podcast. Until next week, guys. Later.